work, I'm eating a break time. I eat a stinking yogurt and a banana or, so, or a piece of fruit or something. While everybody's over to the snack machines getting cupcakes and everything else, and they're as skinny as a rail. That's what pisses me off. Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome to a podcast. Not only is this a podcast, but it's our journey. A journey that we hope you want to ride out with us as we intend to educate you guys, inspire, talk about past and current experiences, and to make one think to stop judging others. Most importantly, stop judging yourself based on others' views and perceptions. With that said, you'll be hearing from me, myself, Austin Kirshner, but along with our journey on this podcast will be my mother, Kathy Kirshner, and my brother, Dylan Kirshner. With that said, welcome to Silencing of Stigma. We're going back to the roots. Well, welcome everybody back to a podcast. This is Kathy speaking. I have two good friends of mine here tonight. We're going to talk about addiction, but we're not going to talk about drug addiction. We're going to talk about food addiction. Throughout my story, you heard different things. I mean, the big joke every time we talk is that I like to eat cake. Uh, Steve and Bonnie are with us tonight. They're husband and wife. They've been together forever. Um, I went to Weight Watchers with them. I can't even tell you how many years ago was that? Like 20 something. 20 something years ago. Um, I worked with Bonnie. We worked together um, at a donut shop. And ironic, we worked at a donut shop. <laughs> and we went to Weight Watchers. And we've all been battling, the three of us together, have been battling a weight issues for a very long time. Um, I can tell you, me, since high school, Bonnie, how long? Most of my life. Pretty much since high school. Okay. So up and down, I mean, before the podcast, we were talking and joking, like how many times we lost a hundred pounds and gained it back. So it's a real addiction. People don't realize it. People look at heavy people, overweight people and think they don't care about themselves. And it's a true stigma out there. And, and, and it's hard as a person that's trying because we don't know what's behind that stigma we don't know why they chose to eat and it might be a health issue i mean people are getting hysterectomies women get hysterectomies and they say it's that bulge and they can't help it it's their hormones i had a hysterectomy i have that bulge i don't think that i had that bulge before my hysterectomy but but it's true and everybody eats for different reasons and we get emotional bonnie's getting emotional now that's okay because it's the truth you walk down the street and you know people are looking at you and you know they're laughing at you and they really don't know who you are behind that person. And it's everywhere you go. That's why young people today walk around and have these issues, these eating disorders that they have because of judgment and stigma. Would you say that's true? Absolutely. So we want to address that tonight because there's young people, there's older people. We just shared that most, all of us spend a lot of time fighting this addiction. We went to Weight Watchers every week. And it's a mind game. I mean, let's face it, even when you go to Weight Watchers, it's a, it was a great program. We liked it, but we would not wear bras. I mean, I remember we would take our <laughs> shoes off and use a napkin so we wouldn't have to weigh because we couldn't, we had to have socks on. But we would take a napkin because that, and we wouldn't eat that whole entire day. I mean, we would not eat. And then we'd have Steve here because he's a man who would drop it quicker than us <laughs> because men do lose quicker. But that was mental. 
Like we did everything we could because we knew Monday night we were getting weighed. And we had a support group, but still, like we competed against each other. We supported each other. But what did we do? We didn't eat the whole day. And then afterwards, we're like, okay, well, I have all these points left, so I'm going to go eat. Like I'm going to stop somewhere and eat on the way home. So I'm going to talk a little bit about me, and then, and then Bonnie and Steve can share as well. As far as addiction to food, um, Bonnie asked before we got started, like, what's the definition of addiction? Yeah, I thought that was interesting because I never even looked up the definition ever before. Not that I remember, and I just Googled it. So here's the definition of addiction from one of the search engines here. It's the fact or condition of being addicted to a particular substance, comma, thing, comma, or activity. So it doesn't just apply to uh, drug drug use. It, it applies to multiple things. It can be anything, really. Like I said, a particular substance, thing, or activity. Okay. So, yeah. So when, when we talk about addiction, and last night I was laying in bed thinking about today and our addiction i wouldn't say it's harder but there's different there's a difference you don't need drugs to live mm-hmm. agree you need food to live and so we can put the drug down even though it's hard i'm not saying that's easy but you can't stop eating you have to make a choice to eat better and control it Yes, absolutely, and control it. So it's not like you can go to a rehab and be told, don't touch that drug anymore. You have to learn to eat. And you can go to all the classes and you can learn everything, but if you're not dealing with, in my case anyway, the root of why you're eating, it's never going to go away. Bonnie's shaking her head, so. I just went to counseling not too long ago. And is that what they said? I'm angry about it. I'm angry. I'm just an angry person. And then because you, you can't be in control of yourself, that's that's a hard thing. You know, and then people just look at you and say, like you said, you don't care. But you know, I look in the mirror at myself every day. Do you think I like what I look at? No, I don't. But then I walk away. You know, and I have issues too. Like I don't. I think mine's more depression. But it could be anger, too, too, because I called Austin the other night, and I was pissed off and screaming at him, not screaming mad at him, but just right. I was angry. I was angry about things that were happening in my life, like everything was pissing me off, and I had a terrible weekend. I'll just get that out right now. So I, Saturday, I started reading a book. So I was depressed. because what, I'm in, What's the events leading up to this? I don't know. Was there know. anything else involved or is it just... I, I don't know. I think it has to do with COVID. I think it has to be with being by myself because I work in my apartment and then I live in my apartment. But Saturday morning, I was like reading a book and I was like, I don't really need to go anywhere today. And it was like four o'clock and I'm like, I'm hungry for food. And I don't keep bad food. Like I've, I've been watching my weight. I think I'm probably the smallest I've been in many years right now. I was trying to watch do like the keto thing sort of but I'm diabetic so I have to be careful but I literally at four o'clock thought I'm gonna eat I I left my nightgown on I put sweatpants on and a sweatshirt and a pair of shoes and I was on a mission I was going to the bakery I wasn't going to the grocery store I was going to the bakery and I was pissed off 
And I literally got two pieces of cake, eight pieces of peanut butter fudge, and 12 cookies and put it in my cart. And I, I thought, this is ridiculous, but I needed it. Like, I, I think of the drug addiction, and I, at that one moment, I thought, this is how they must feel. I'm not comparing myself to them, but I mm. couldn't help myself. I didn't even get dressed and brush my hair. Like, I needed it. For what reason? I was pissed off. I was angry. I was depressed. I was feeling sorry for myself. But, you know, that's why people have sponsors, because of minutes like that. Yeah. Maybe that's something we need to think about. That we can call somebody. Because I got in the car after I bought it, and I had two pieces of fudge on the way home. And then on the way to my apartment, I stopped at McDonald's and got a double cheeseburger. I'm eating fudge while I'm in the drive-thru at McDonald's. And I just worked so hard to lose all this weight. And at that point, I didn't care. Not once in my mind at that point did I think, you need to stop this. And I literally went home, and I ate the cookies, and I ate one piece of cake. And I ate so much that I made myself throw up. I felt so bad that I ate that much food. And I'm diabetic. So then I took two of my pills, and I made myself throw up. I've never done that. So I threw the rest in the trash. I put it in the foil, threw it in the trash. I thought, this is ridiculous. No lie, Sunday morning, you I got it, got it out, of, out the- of the trash. And I ate, it. It. I ate it again, everything that was left, and I made myself throw up again. And because you were sick or because you just didn't want because, to keep the calories in yeah, your body? Yeah, because I was like, I ate this. I'm diabetic. I should not have eaten this. And I got on the scale that morning, and I was up three pounds, and I was like, I got to throw this up because I cannot see the scale. And I literally made myself throw up on Sunday. And it wasn't until Dylan's wife called me to tell me a funny story that I actually laughed for the first time the entire weekend. As I sit here and listen to you, it's easier for me to see through you the same things maybe that I should be doing, like um, maybe before we eat, to sit and think why we're really angry. Why are we angry before we go eat? Yeah. And if we still want to eat after we're done thinking about it, then we can eat. But, you know, thinking about that just makes me think. Because we have to, and that's what my counselor told me, you have to dig deep. You have to dig deep. I'm sure um, a person with a drug addiction has to do the same thing. You have to dig really deep because the food isn't your problem. It's something else that's going on inside of you. So, yeah. And you know what's funny about that? I can't even tell you that I enjoyed it. Mm-mm. I was jamming it in my face so fast. Like, I would put, okay, I'm just going to have the fudge right now. And it was like two minutes later. I don't even remember eating the fudge. And I'm like, okay, I have that other piece of cake out there. That's sick. Like, that's, a, that's addiction. That's a problem. And that's an illness. And to your point, I was angry. I don't even know why I was angry. Because I remember, I sat in McDonald's parking lot and I thought, fuck this. I'm eating this shit. Like, I'm tired of not eating right. Like, I'm tired of eating good. I lost all this weight. And then afterwards, where do you go? Now, why did I do that? Monday morning? You get more depressed. Monday morning, I get on the scale. I'm up five pounds. I text Bonnie. I said, I'm doing a podcast on food addiction. You coming or not? (laughs) Because I got to do this. Yeah. Like, I had to bring this out because it's not healthy. And so Austin did some research on it. Yeah, you guys are comparing a lot of this to people that abuse substances. And 
in this book here. It's called Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, the fifth edition. And it, it has a whole thing on feeding and eating disorders. And as it's describing what feeding and eating disorders are, it says, uh, third paragraph in, it says, some individuals with disorders described in this chapter report eating-related symptoms resembling those typically endorsed by individuals with substance use disorders, which is uh, such as cravings and patterns of compulsive use. So that's interesting. They, they compare that in this, in this book yeah. with substance abuse and that's what my therapist told me she said you're obsessive compulsive with food yeah. she told me that because you're constantly talking yourself out of it i thought i think about food all the time well some people say um when i'm sad i eat when i'm happy i mean you, you make any excuse it's not because you're sad you eat it. it's because you're sad that's a good excuse to eat yep. you know it's just you're not fooling anybody but yourself and the thing is like when I'm happy, believe it or not, when I'm happy, I don't necessarily eat. Like, it's when I'm depressed or I'm angry or something's not going right. Because when I'm happy and I can go out to dinner with people and stuff, and I'm like, no, I can't eat that. No, I can't eat that. And I'm fine. Like, I can go without food when I'm happy. Because you're in control of the situation. Yeah. But, but when, when I'm you... not, I, I can't. Because you can control food. You can't control the situation, but you can control what you eat. But, you know, I threw that stuff in the trash can, and that night when I went to bed, I thought about it, and I thought, you control yourself. You do not need to go do that. That food is not controlling you. And the next morning, I was like, forget it. I'm just doing it. Like, I should have took it and smashed it and so that I couldn't eat it. But even in my subconscious mind, I packed it in the trash can knowing that if I have to get it back out, I can eat this. Like, that's crazy. And I said to Austin before you guys showed up, in drug addiction, they count how many days they're clean. That's how they know success. In weight and food addiction, you're using the scale. Like, that's how you see success in that. But, you know, a drug addict stops using. But as an addict to food, you're always tempting yourself because it's you have to do it. So it's always like, you know what I mean? Yep. Where they can, not that it isn't difficult, because I'm sure it is really, really difficult, but they walk away, and as long as they stay away from the people that were on it and that, and they can't touch it, they're usually okay. Well, theirs is harder because theirs affects the brain. So, so the drugs well, affect the brain, so maybe ours does as well. I yeah, I think it does. Sure it does, yeah. I think it does. From what I read, yeah. So, so it's interesting. So that's the first time I ever did that where I actually made myself throw up. But then I get upset and then I cry because I've been working so hard since last February to lose weight. And now I'm just discounting because now I share this story and people think she didn't really do what she had to do to lose the weight. She just made herself sick to lose the weight. And I honestly spend a lot of time like walking and exercising but you don't know anybody in explanation. I know, and that's that's the stigma part of it. Like I have to explain that, and it's the stigma when you walk out. It's the stigma when you're gaining weight. It's the stigma. I mean, I was thinking last night. I've already had the problem where I went to the grocery store and somebody asked me when my baby was due. What do you answer? The one time I said I'm not having a baby, 
and she was embarrassed. And the next time, and I was younger, I gave a date <laughs> because I was like, I don't want to embarrass this person. Oh yeah, they're your friend asked me that that one time. So it's just it's just crazy, and I just think that so many people suffer from it for so many different reasons. So that's I'm basically touched on an eating disorder. Did you ever have that situation where I threw up? I thought about it when I when I lost all my weight many times ago. Tell us how much you lost. This last time, I lost 150 pounds. That's tremendous. But I gained 50 pounds back when I got cancer because they took my thyroid out and it took a long time for them to get it adjusted. It was my fault. I can't make excuses. It was, I mean, it had something to do with it, but it was my fault all in the same. But 100 pounds. Yes. Is awesome to keep off. And I said, that's what we need to focus more on, the good and not the failure. I mean, sure, I'm still heavy by any means, but I'm not as heavy as I was. So I've accomplished something. But people don't know that. So when the people see you in a store and you're buying candy, you're embarrassed to put stuff in your grocery cart because you think the person next to you that has lettuce that's in her jogging suit and is healthy is staring at you like, that's your problem right there. Look what's in your grocery cart. How are you judging them off of healthy eater? How are you looking at them as a healthy eater? That's what I mean. That stigma there. Like, what in their cart makes them healthy? <laughs> Their lettuce. Because they got their jogging suit on. And <laughs> That's their workout. And we can't wear those suits. <laughs> but right, that's cross stigma right there. Because we're 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 not judging them. We're hating them. <laughs> I'm like saying. But why are you watching? Why, why are you looking at other people's carts while you're shopping? That's that, the last thing I'm looking at. Because we're feeling guilty of putting the candy in the cart. Yeah, because we're overweight. You're not overweight, so that's not an issue. But we know we should not be eating that But candy. I would like to put weight on, like muscle, and I don't stare at a big steroid-looking guy walking down the aisle like, oh, what's he got in his cart? It's called paranoia. Yes. Good question, Dylan. That's true. So you don't look at the big guy and think, God, I wonder what he's using? I don't look in his cart. <laughs> you just ask him. Because we're I affected by food, though. You're affected by muscle. We're affected by food. And food is what's in the cart. Yeah. That's true. I mean, I don't... I wouldn't... He might have muscle milk in his cart. That's why he's... <laughs> <laughs> loaded up with protein. No, but it, it's true. Like, we... I mean, people that are listening to this podcast, heavy people do that stuff. We look at people. And we sometimes say, do I look that bad? Like, the stuff that goes through our heads. These skinny people that never experience <laughs> that... I'm thinking of bad stuff right don't now. know I'm but start shopping with a bunch of healthy food in my cart and just walk around and <laughs> sing songs don't you have to go look at your house or something make sure nobody's robbing it or something no that's but, good yeah but like that's everything that we do i mean the stigma that, is just that's from stigma yes and it's in our minds but just so you guys know like from from my point of view when you guys say i'm a healthy looking guy we didn't say that. Uh, whatever you guys perceive me as. <laughs> we'll small. talk later. <laughs> and it, this, this goes for a lot of people I feel like I can speak for as far as when we're at the store, you're out at social events or whatever. You're not, you're, you're constantly thinking about what other people are thinking of you. Yes. Yes. But I, think about it. They're thinking of the same thing. So they're not judging you. But, but so good. There's people like. It's been so ingrained into your mind that when you're fat, 
you stink, you're dirty. You know, that's just Stigma, over the yeah. years. That's just what has been built. And that's what gets into your mind because your self-esteem is low. Your morale is low. Your confidence is low. So everything you hear somebody say about a fat person, you're going to say, that's me. But see, me, I have, I, I know I, I lack self-confidence, so I'm, I can compare myself to you, even though I'm a skinny-looking dude. I, I lack the same thing. But so it goes back to we're all human, right? Well, everybody, everybody judges everybody. But in your case, people aren't, I mean, they might be, but I don't think when you're walking to a grocery store, people are looking at you and saying he has a problem. I don't see... And people might not I, be saying that about us, yeah, but in I our heads, we think that they are. I see what you guys are saying. He doesn't do it, but that's, we do it. So that's the way you guys think when you're going through a store is you guys think that people are judging you. It's paranoia. I'm not, see, I can't it's say paranoia. I'm that type of person. Yeah. I, don't, I don't judge people, but I see what you're saying. I see where you're coming from with that. Every so, time somebody looks at me, I just think even part of what we need to teach our kids. <laughs> sorry. No, no, no. I'm saying, is that what you think in no. your head? Like? <laughs> Even what we need to teach our kids. When I was my biggest, there would be a little kid to come up to me and say, why is your butt so big? You know what I mean? So little children are already doing that at a young age. Where do they already that from? Seeing, already seeing that you're different. And why are you different like that? There's something must be wrong with you. You know, it's just... That's true. How do we build the self-confidence and self-esteem for that situation? I don't know that it's us. I don't want to say us that has a problem. I think it's the stigma that yes. makes us the way we are. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you look I mean, at you look at magazines. I mean, it's getting better. I have to say, bigger people are being more accepted. The clothing and things are coming in larger sizes than before. They have Nicer a whole clothing. store for that, don't they? But yeah, they have bigger women's clothing in the mall. Yes. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, before it was all these Barbie dolls, all the pictures and models were all little. They're bigger models. And now they're too. they're trying to change that stigma in a way. But that. that but doesn't mentally, mean... it already affected some of us. But that doesn't mean it's okay to be that way. Right. We have there, to fix ourselves. Yes, we have to fix ourselves. <coughs> no, no, that's okay. I, I, I enjoy that you're getting passionate about because we yeah. do need to uh, fix ourselves. And even when we fix ourselves, how do we gain it back? Like, do we just forget and just eat our way back? Because it's like an addiction. Do we just put the scale away? Like, I weigh myself every day. I do too, if I'm eating right. If I'm not eating right, I, don't, I haven't got on the scales for over a week because I don't want to see it. Because it's defeating. It, it's defeating. In my mind, if I don't get on, that means I didn't gain anything. See, and I have to get on. When I go on vacation, I, I take my scale along. Like, I truly, Austin and I laugh. He was throwing mine in the garbage. Because I get on every day, too. And Not do you move it week. around the floor? No. <laughs> no it's been sometimes, in the dining room for about a year now. Sometimes I'll move it around the bathroom floor till it says what I want it to say. Now, so, we, <laughs> we go to the doctor enough times now. We know it's pretty close okay. to it. I literally do that, and then I'll get on it, and then I'll get on in the shower, and then I'll wait, because sometimes you lose weight in the shower. This is how addicting I am. I will brush my teeth after I weigh and get back on. I will walk to my bedroom, make my bed, and come back, and get on again. I won't get on until I take a crap, then I'll get on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't lose a lot. I lose like, I lose like point two when that happens. <laughs> but that's how addicting it can get. 
And now, I mean, I, I'm probably the thinnest I've been in a while, but I can't even go to the store and buy a smaller so- size pants. Like, I just can't do it. I feel like I am too big for those pants. Wait, that's that's a common thing, though. People that are smaller still see themselves. My daughter-in-law is like that. She looks, and my son looks fantastic. But you just see yourself that same way. Do you ever celebrate the small victory? It's never a victory to you? Bonnie's shaking her head no. I mean, when I get on the scales, I'm happy. You know how I celebrate? By eating. You reward yourself. That's, that's, that's what makes, it's almost like a drug that makes you high. You know what I mean? It makes you feel good till you eat it. And then you get low again, just like a drug. When it wears off, it goes, you know, the feeling goes away. And it's funny that you say that because I, I talked to a person, a friend of mine who's in recovery and I started losing this weight. And I said, if I can lose five more pounds, I get cake. And he said, that don't make sense. Why are you rewarding yourself with something that you're trying not to eat? And I said, because like I accomplished that. And he said, I'm addicted to drugs. Anybody that's addicted to drugs can't say, if I go a year without a drug, I get to reward myself mm-hmm. with a drug. He said, why are you looking forward to doing something that you've been fighting for so long? And you just said the same thing. Like, you reward yourself. Okay, today I can have whatever I want to eat because it's okay. What do you like? What's your go-to? Mine's cake. What's your go-to? Any doughy. Anything doughy. Bread. What's anything yours? Like that. Cakes, pastries. Peanut butter, peanut butter eggs. Okay. Sounds like sugar. Sugar is the main thing there. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, any kind of carb. Nobody's gonna nobody's gonna pile up on carrots and. (laughs) Well, the reason why I say that is because back to uh, the one therapist, she was talking about the whole dopamine thing. So when you take in a drug, it hits uh, the center in your brain that hits the receptors. Yeah, it, it releases dopamine. Sugar does the same thing. So it, it relates both ways. That's why the keto, you're supposed to get away from carbs so they go into ketosis or whatever. Yep. So that's why I bring that's that up. That's why I can't do keto. So that's why question, people don't go for carrots because it doesn't, it doesn't hit that dopamine. My question release. is now, is this a disease? Yes. It's a disorder. Yeah, well. Is what they say sickness. in the book. Is what yeah. they say in the book. Feeding it's, and eating disorders. Well, I, I would assume that they... What's, they so can consider it a disease. It's got to be a disease. What's the if definition of disorder? Let me look that up. Because <laughs> it's altering your... Again, this is going back to altering your brain, right? Yeah, it says but that in here. You're, even a drug addict is always a drug addict. Even if they're not using, they're still an addict. That's Because as soon as they touch it again, they're addicted. So, Well, what kind of drugs how, are you talking about? Because there's certain... Like marijuana... I wouldn't consider you as because you can get off of that and not be. Yeah, I did that. So I mean, I did that before. So there's right. certain certain drugs that yeah, a disorder is a state of confusion. Is how they how they wrote it in here. So there's lots of disorders. So what are you what do are you, you confused about with uh, eating disorder? confused about whatever's stressing you like you're just confused you don't you're always looking for that disorder i would say is something you're not in control of it's it's not in order you know what i mean it's something that's not in order 
it's something that's out of order, out of control. That you have in your brain. I mean, some people pick drugs, some people pick food, some people pick, I mean, Austin just gave us the definition. It's things. It's activities. You Anything. can be addicted to, I wish I was, but I'm not addicted to, like, running. Exercise. Exercise. So were you born with this? They say, it, actually, you can start at a younger age. So is it hereditary? Yeah, also. Because you just said that your son lost a lot of weight. It's in the book. I'm going to tell you a story there. <clears throat> When he was about four years old, her and I and our friends Jeff and Terry and their family went, were camping at Pincho and there was a yard sale. So we go there and the woman that was in charge of the yard sale comes he up. Was, he was in between us. We were holding his hand. To him, how could you have such big parents as little as what you are? So he didn't start out big and that's the way I was. I was the same as him at that age then. Yep. Yeah. That's... So needless to say, we didn't buy anything at that yard sale. <laughs> we, we went up to the, uh, the ice cream parlor up the road. <laughs> Back to the, the scale, when you guys, when you weigh yourself, do you ever feel like before you step on scale, you feel like this is going to be a good way in? You ever have that moment? You usually know. No, you, you never have, have that? Yes, you, you usually you, have an idea. Mm -hmm. so, so you're Because confident. you know how you've eaten. You're, you're, you're yeah. hoping that when you ate something that doesn't show up on there. So what I'm trying to get at here is if you're confident in how you feel, you feel good about yourself, why are you allowing yourself to step on a scale and let a number distinguish your mood for the rest of the day? Because that helps us to move, to keep going. That just validates. But even your self-evaluation isn't that good enough. You have to see a number. That's you... validation that we worked hard and we, we did what we chose to do. When we went to Weight Watchers, we, were successful. So you, we so loved you, it. You like, like we... to see the proof yes. is what you're saying. And Weight Watchers tells you only to get on once a week for that reason because it could, you fluctuate every yeah. day. Because it's water weight. It like goes throughout the day. to me it's water weight. But you know when we were having a good day, a good week, we couldn't wait till Monday night came. You know, but if we had a sucky... Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We didn't eat Saturday, Sunday yeah, because but we knew Monday was coming. Sometimes your suckiest days gives you the best results. Yeah, I found that. You told me once that if you shock your body. So what I'm trying to say is why step on the scale? Why can't you just go based off of? Just like, just like, um, like what do you, what do you? I go to the gym. So for me. What makes you happy? What makes you feel like you're successful when you go to the gym? What do you do? Looks and my feelings. I don't have to step on a scale or measure my bicep. But be, or, be, only because... Do you try to lift more? What she's trying yeah, to say is, you do you say, weight. today when I get there, I'm going to lift 50 pounds, and you push yourself to make yourself feel better, so you number lift increments. extra weight. You're talking about the numbers then. More but reps. Everybody's, yeah, everybody's more success reps. is measured differently. Right. Our success is measured as we get on the scale. Your success is measured... On how much I can lift the next week. Yeah. So it's just the same thing, but only different. I don't, you know yeah. what I mean? I see it's what you're different. saying. Yeah. I'm a little different. I don't know. I think <laughs> what you're getting at because is I how are you going to let a number because I don't affect when, you? When I go to the gym, for instance, I don't count the weights. I don't count how many pounds that is. I just put the weight on. You know what I mean? Because you know about how much it is. I, I really don't. I don't think of the numbers at all. I honestly You just know by plates though. Yeah. That's what so I mean. You that's know a how number. That's a number. Still numbers. I can do two plates on this side, two plates on that side. Okay. Still yeah. numbers. Well, today I'm going to try three. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I see what you're saying. Oh, that chick's over there. Yeah. I'm going to put an extra yeah. one on <laughs> she thinks I'm lifting heavy. No, I don't do that. <laughs> I don't do that at all. But no, the, the scale is the thing. Like, 
And they, and norm, I wouldn't say norm because here we go with that normal term again. But people who don't have an eating disorder or who are not as conscious of their weight, they don't get on the scale. How they measure it is, and you hear it all the time. I don't ever get on the scale. I go how my clothes fit. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. That's when you're thing. heavy, though, you buy stretchy clothes so yes. they fit even <laughs> if you gain forty pounds. You're right. <laughs> so it doesn't make a difference so how you, your right. clothes fit. You're right. Do you use anything other than the scale? Say like a tape measure around your arms or no. your waist or anything mm-hmm. like that? Just Mm-mm. a scale. Okay. Did you ever? Mm-mm. And I, I know you can't you? see. I've never. I know you can't see us, folks, because we're doing this uh, podcast. But I have to say, Bonnie, you look tremendous. Yeah. Thank you. You look really good. I don't do well with compliments. I know. I was going to say, how either. do you accept that? I don't do well. Because it goes the same for people that uh, use drugs. You say, hey, like, you just did a year clean. Like, great job. Keep going. So how do you accept that when you know it's, it's still a continuous struggle from here on out? You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's not even just the food part. Like, I just told her she looks good, and she does look good. And she said, I can't accept that. And this goes back to my story when I said, I can't accept compliments. Mm-hmm. That, that Bonnie and I are a lot alike. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm just learning that right now. Like we're talking about this, and we have a lot of the same common. We have a lot of the same common mm-hmm. issues. I'm a giver, and you are and a, I'm giver, a giver, and, and I don't like to get things back. And people say to me all the time, "You're a strong person." Like I can't believe that you do what you do. And I'm sitting here telling you that I just ate my face off over the weekend. But I. And, and I'm do, I'm sharing this because I want people to, I want to help people. Like me and Bonnie are here, Steve's here. We've been struggling. There's a lot of people listening to this podcast that are sitting there saying, yeah, my, my diet yo-yos too. Like I can name a couple more people. You're not alone. No, we're what's, not alone. What's yo-yo if I missed that earlier? When you go up and down. Yeah. So you'll gain 50 pounds. Uh, so you just, you remember them yo-yos you used to play so, with Dylan? Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, so it's, Yo, up, it's up and down, up and down. <laughs> some are extreme, and some people can keep it off forever. You know, we keep referring back to drug addiction. Some people can go clean forever. And that stuff makes me angry. That's when that yo-yo touch, breaks off the end of the street. And then we're up and down. But my point is, how do we get there? Like, how do we let ourselves get there again? Yeah, how do, that's what I was going to ask. I'm sitting here I thinking, think how do you we, get to a point where you're We've been trying good. because now at work, if your BMI is a certain thing, you got to pay a penalty for your insurance. Oh, my gosh. It's 50 mm-hmm. bucks a month. So last last year, I, my BMI was too high, so we did a non-week course online to get it started. So we were doing pretty good, and then Christmas and everything came last year, and then we back up a little bit again. So this year, I had to weigh in in August again, so we started doing pretty good. Well, here's Thanksgiving and Christmas again. We're back. So when you're doing that, were you doing it for the insurance or were you doing it for yourself? Both, but mostly that's what kickstarted us again. Okay. Because I didn't want to pay 50 more. I'm already paying with the out-of-pocket of $9,000 a year, and I don't want to pay any more out. That's like... They tack it on to cigarette smokers. And oh, now yeah, they've tack- been that way ever since I was there. So now they're tacking it on to people overweight. And that's the interesting question that you asked. Do you do it for yourself? Because in the past, I thought I was doing it for myself, yourself. but I wasn't. Mm-mm. It wasn't until recently that I lost control of everything. I felt like I lost control of my life. And that's the one thing. So and what were Austin you doing and I it for talked then? about it. Before, I was just doing it because. I was being harassed about it. I, you guys were picking on me about it. Not, I'm not blaming you because it was my choice. Yeah. But like even dad would say, 
I mean, you guys, they joke, Bonnie, and this, this is no lie. I did not ever do this. But they used to say that I stopped at McDonald's after work and ate dinner and then came home here and ate dinner. <laughs> I did not do that. Did I hide candy bar wrappers in you my car? You did eat the dozen donuts yes. before you got home from work I from did maple. not. That's why you always smell kidding. like maple donuts. <laughs> I smelled like donuts because I was in the factory. But I do know that I did eat candy and hide the wrappers in the car. I didn't know about that. And I would turn the, the, the faucet of water in the kitchen when they were upstairs so they wouldn't hear me get into the Crunchy. snack cupboard. And the one time, Joe would yell down the steps and say, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, so I did that. But what's ironic about that is when I moved into the apartment myself, you would have thought I was going to gain 100 pounds because I, could, I didn't have to hide it anymore. My cupboards could be full, and they're not. I mean, I had that episode. I had an episode cake a couple months ago, too. But that's what I mean. Like, now I'm doing it for me. I'm diabetic. I want to be healthy. I want to feel better. I need to have control of something. I lost control of my life. And I had no control over it. Like, things were happening and spiraling out of control. And I needed to find something. And Austin even said to me one time when I was losing weight, you know, that's something that you can control. And I'm like, yeah, and that's. And so I failed this weekend, and I'm back. I mean, I'm doing better this week. Started back Monday. Maybe that's a word we shouldn't use anymore is fail. Because a long time ago, someone said to me a saying, the only time you fail is when you stop trying. You're going to have bumps along the way. Just like a drug addict or anybody else. Say say that again, The, the quote you just said. When you fail, what? The only time you fail is when you stop trying. That'd be quitting, right? Yes. It's interesting. So we just have a setback. Right. Fail is an awful word. Failure sets us up for more failure. Yep. And maybe that's just a word we shouldn't use. Yep. But, you know, to answer your question, Dylan, that's why I'm successful now, because I'm doing it for me. I'm not doing it so when I walk down the street, somebody says, hey, you look good. I'm doing it because I want to be healthy. Um, My diabetes medicine is in half of where it was. The doctor kept telling me, you're going to have a stroke, you're going to have a heart attack, and then you have stress on top of it. So that's a goal too. So I measure my, I check my blood every morning. I never used to do that. But I do that every morning because I want to make sure that I'm keeping that down. So not only the scale, I'm checking my diabetes number every day, too, so that I keep in sync with that. Well, that checking your number and keeping it down is going to affect the scale. Yep. Back to uh, when you say you you could have bought everything and put it in your house because you live by yourself. I know for me, if if I know that if it's here, you're... I know I'm going to eat it. Mm-hmm. So do you guys feel like you catch yourself not buying it just so it's not Absolutely. in the house? When we're, when we're tough, tough, we would do that. Yeah. And then we start getting weak and stuff start coming in the house. And then we eat the whole bag. And then we said, don't ever bring that back in again. Do you guys rely on each other? Well, As- we're strong. We're strong together. When we're weak, we're weak together. It's not one person's strong and one person's weak. It's like a relapse. Like one yeah. relapses, the other one does. Well, if too. he's going to do it, I'm going to do it too. And I remember us sitting on the front porch when we were doing Weight Watchers. We worked that program. I mean, we worked it pretty hard there for a while. And I remember us, I remember Steve grinning saying, well, let's just go eat tonight because <laughs> we got away in and we failed and we went to eat. 
I mean, I'm not saying he forced us, but you're right. We do do it as a group. Okay. It's an excuse. Yep. We're all going to gain this week on the scale. We would talk about when we get there. Yep. We're all gaining. And then we all get weighed separate. We'd sit down. And be like, how did you do? Well, how did you do? Well, you, you know? knew if you came with a smile on your face to sit <laughs> yeah. down, you did good. If you yeah. didn't burn smile, and it wasn't a good scenario. Well, Steve was smiling more than all of <laughs> every week. I think another thing is the the stuff that's not good for you is just convenient. It's there for the go. It's easy. The, yeah, the healthy stuff you have to you have to sit down, you have to cook it, you have to like the unhealthy stuff. You're you're really just on the go all the time. It's it's just there. I think one thing that's really frustrating to me, anyhow, is I love salads. I love vegetables. So yeah. why is it such a struggle? You know what I mean? I love those things. It isn't like I make myself eat them. But it's almost like when you know that you got, like if I was eating a salad every day at lunchtime or something, it's like, oh, now a salad again tomorrow. You know what I mean? It's almost like mm-hmm. when, or water. I have a trouble with water. If I like water. But if you tell me I got to drink that, I don't want to drink it. Really? It's like, it's a control thing. Oh, absolutely. But we talk about that. And you talk about convenience. I'm going to compliment Bonnie again. Bonnie lost a lot of weight. Bonnie was a manager of a donut store here in York, Maple Donuts. And she was the manager. So imagine trying to lose weight and going and working crazy hours and everything at your hands is access donuts. Every day, Bonnie had to look at those donuts and not eat them. So when we say we're weak or whatever and we judge ourselves and we're hard, how do you go to work, Bonnie, every day and lose all that weight with those donuts sitting there? You know, it's really, a, it's really weird and probably people would think I was really weird. But I found if I didn't touch one, I was okay. Just like drugs, pills, whatever. If I touch that and eat that, I'm done. I can't just eat a little bit of that. Then I'm out of control. And I think that's what a lot of our prob- my problem is. If, if I get off track, then I'm done. I might as well just give up. And how do you get back on track? What, do you get pissed off that you get back on track? or I pray a lot. Okay. Because... When you're out of control, you're just out of control. You know what I mean? It's just, you just, you have to sit and kind of have a a conversation with yourself and say, you know, I just need to stop. You know, who am I hurting? I'm hurting me. That's like when he would go to bed at night, I would go to the kitchen and eat because I didn't want to hear what he had to say. Do you really need that? So when he went to bed, I'd just go eat. He knew that. He could hear me getting in the cupboards. I turned the water on. <laughs> no, the dogs jump out of bed, so I knew it was touching me. Yeah, because they know I'm eating the dogs jump out of bed and come out with me. <laughs> yeah, it, it goes deep. It really goes deep. And you talk about you pray. I pray a lot. And I get angry, and I pray to God, why is this happening? And I pray, help me. Why am I out of control? And I believe that that helps me as well. Even over food, I I mean, yeah, even praying over God help me with this food issue. Yeah. You know, and it's crazy. We need to draw strength through something. Yep. And she brought something up, a support system. So when we, when we go to AA or whatever, they have sponsors, maybe, 
they have Overeaters Anonymous. Did you ever go to that? Because mm-hmm. Weight Watchers, I stopped. I went back for a while, and, and I had a flip phone, and they had you had to use that scan thing, and I couldn't go because I didn't have the right phone to go to Weight Watchers. Like, I thought that was bizarre. And, and it was a good program. I don't know where it's at now. I think it's online. Yeah, I don't know if anybody. has it. It's different now. But Overeaters Anonymous, I know that's a group that meets. I'm not sure what they do, but we were a good support system for each other. And then you lose track of your friends. I mean, honestly, we haven't talked in years. We saw each other at the club, and we didn't talk for years, and we used to spend a lot of time together. Mm-hmm. I think we just need to we need to find people that we can that understand us and can support us. And if you don't have anybody, like, reach out, like, on the podcast. Like, they can make comments, and we'll get back to them. Um, we're not experts at this at all. We're, we're just all trying to be healthy. and We're not people that are perfect. We're just people that want to help. Yep. And in the same respect, when we help them, they also help us. Absolutely. So my question is to use guys. How do you feel about somebody saying they're addicted to food do you believe that's an addiction or do you believe that's just what do you believe good question you first Dylan. let's hear it buddy well that that just goes back to earlier when i was asking questions about is this a disease because it sounds like wait uh, like were you here for the definition of addiction of addiction and and me reading some of the stuff out of the feeding and eating disorder i saw i heard that what's it never mind go ahead continue but the whole disease thing and that's why i was asking you guys because that that's what i learned from uh the drug addiction it's a disease so that's why i was trying to get but listening to us doesn't make you feel different about when you look at people that are overweight does it make you not that you're looking at them like uh, but i mean i don't did it change your thought process yeah i mean i because you can help somebody else. I don't, you know what I mean, too. That I don't really... I try not to judge anybody anymore. Like, I used to. Like, back in the day, I would probably see somebody overweight and be, like, mean, maybe, mm-hmm. and think that stuff. But, like, I would say over a year ago, I just started... I started catching my thoughts and stuff, and I'm trying to be a better person mm-hmm. and not judge. So... Nowadays, I don't really look at somebody and be like, "Oh yeah, look look at that person, like that's crazy." So I don't, I don't know. You mind your own business, basically. Yeah, I, I just, I'm pretty much. That's like when you ask that question, it, it, like I stumble with it because, like you just said, like I don't judge. I'm not one to point out like, "Hey, she's fat or he's fat or," so. I never really had to like any thoughts. Like, yeah, maybe back then, like I thought. Like, how can they gain so much weight? Like, it's all self-control. There, There's the gym. You can go to the gym. And like, I'm I'm even a certified personal trainer, to be honest. And they, they talk about people in there. Like, you, it's it's all about your, your health is what it comes down to. But, I, like, listening to you guys, it's, it's a disorder. Obviously, it's in this book. So, it, it comes with mental things and how your brain works when you're eating food, how you guys relate that and your different dopamine receptors and stuff like that in your head so it's it's obviously a disorder so and again i don't judge people so i just mind my own business really but the reason i asked that said that is because 
sure, we're talking about it being disorder, but I think people that don't have a, an eating disorder need to understand from your perspective. Well, it's the you same. You know what I mean? And just not a, judge someone. It's just like I was saying. It's just so like I was saying. So learn. I was just sitting here thinking, if I if I didn't learn about the disease thing through a, a drug addiction, I'd still be sitting here. I would argue with you and say that's a choice. It's a choice for you to pick up whatever you decide to eat. It is. If a, I didn't, if I didn't learn that, it is but a now, choice, though. It is a choice. It is a choice that we pick it up, but it's. It's not a choice that we're making soundly. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't it's, know how to explain that. It's just like a drug addiction. Everybody has a choice to pick up a drug, but they they have this, it's it's a disease. Right. Like they're they're trying to cure that disease, I guess you could say. And I always refer back to being diabetic. That's a disease. You can't cure it. You can help it, but you can't cure it. And and basically, what this comes down to in this world today is that people. We we all judge people. We, Absolutely. I mean, we try not to. I, yeah, I am, I'm, I'm I am not much, saying I don't judge. I, no, like, I'm much better I'm at it. Just gonna say. I'm working on it. I'm really, since Kyle passed and we had that stigma of people looking at us like you're a terrible parent or what kind of trashy family did he come from, I'm much more aware of what I think of people and everybody has problems. And those people that are judging have stigmas as well. We just don't know it. They just hide it. And through all these podcasts, what I'm learning is don't judge people. You don't know what they're going through. You don't know where they come, they've come. I mean, you can look at someone that's overweight, but do you know that they just lost 200 pounds? They're not wearing a sign saying, I'm still fat, but I lost 200 pounds. We don't know why people are the way they are. And I, I'm a firm believer. I, I, don't, I don't judge. Every once in a while, Austin will call me out. But the whole thing is we can talk every disorder, every disease. It comes down to people need to stop, think, and be respectful of other people and what they're going through because you don't know what they're going through. But sometimes that makes that individual feel better about themselves and their problems because they might have underlying issues themselves. Right. Well, back to that subject. <clears throat> I just lost like 70 pounds this one time right after I broke my ankle. I had a- they found out I had a torn ligament in my foot, so I got to go, had to go get a ultrasound uh, sh- steroid shot. Mm-hmm. So I go in there. First thing the doctor comes into me and says, "Is this because you're overweight?" I said, "No, it's because I broke my ankle." Was everybody in your family fat? I said, "No, I'm the only fat one in." I said, "Let's get this over with." Oh my gosh! So there, I just lost seventy pounds, feeling pretty good about myself, yeah. and go into a doctor like that. Yeah. That's why you look some for people, fat doctors. Well, I didn't know. He was the only one supposedly. Did. But our, our fat doctors always tell us, I'm, you should lose weight, but I know I should too. Some people are just upfront and direct with you, though. Yeah, Whether was, you like it or yeah, not. I could have kicked him with my good foot. <laughs> so you wouldn't, you wouldn't appreciate. But you don't kick a person while they're down. You encourage that person to do better. Maybe to say, you know. You are a little overweight, and maybe if you lost a little weight, not why are you fat? That, and I is guess everybody it, in your that family could go fat? both ways, though. I guess it, you would have to know the person to be able to make a statement like that. Yeah. So he, without he him know knowing Steve. you, yeah, that's the first time I ever met that doctor. <laughs> yeah, that, okay. it could go both ways, though. I mean, some people they use that as motivation. As motivation, that's how I feel like. That's how I work. A fat person wouldn't motivate a fat person like that. 
No, he's saying a comment. Like what, a, yeah. Not, yeah. what I'm saying is, but if you knew how that person felt, if you didn't have the stigma, you would encourage them, not demoralize. I mean, you know what I mean? You're yeah. To say, to be very derogatory towards somebody isn't helping anybody, yeah. no matter what your yeah. problem is. But you know some people I mean? are correct. They, they like think that. it'll make somebody <laughs> off. Like it'll if make he them calls do me it. Fat yeah. saying, "Well, f you, buddy. Like I'm going to show you. I can right, lose weight." Right, right, right. That's different. I, I mean, we're family, and if you're going to say how, that to me, that's how that. That's how it works for me. If somebody does that, like I, I take that, and I'm like, "All right, here we go." Like, you take is, the challenge. This, I got that this. Since I already lost seventy pounds, I was already working on it. That's why it pissed me off because I figured that just slammed me. Yeah. Now back at my biggest point where I was over three hundred pounds. And uh, they had to go do a shoulder surgery on me. Dr. Sigaranza called me and said, hey, I, I need you to lose this amount of weight before I can do that to be safe for you and I. And then I started. Yep. That's what started that to lose the 70 pounds yeah. that time. Yeah. Some but see, you're can... skinny, so you apparently that motivates you. But well, having that's people, that's not, that's, not, but, that's not just weight. Like, that's anything. But, okay. So they're but challenging. I, I, know exactly, so some people... I know exactly what you guys were saying, though, because yeah. that's how my wife is. I, I've gotten on her about not weight things but certain things and i kind of get stern with her thinking okay i have this mentality if i do this to her maybe she'll take it as motivation she's complete opposite and women I'm, are different and i've learned that <laughs> she's so a I newly exactly, married man I know with exactly, a pregnant wife <laughs> i know exactly what you guys are talking about if you want to stay married <laughs> the wife is always right just kidding yes <laughs> happy wife happy yeah. life <laughs> No, no wife, happy life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we covered a lot. Is there anything else that you two want to share? We appreciate you guys coming. Um, we hope we help somebody. Reach out to us, silencing a stigma. Give us a comment. Um, we can share with Bonnie and Steve. I'm sure they would help any way that they can. Myself. Um, that's it. I got a couple of things yet. Oh, okay. So where, where do you guys see yourself going on from here on out? Like, what's your new goal? Like, do you have a goal or? Our goal is to continue losing, but. Is that always your goal? What's it's constant. Yes. Yeah, Can you, what's that? What's, that's a, that's a major, that's a major goal. Do you break it down into smaller goals to help you get yeah, we've that been, goal? Because it used to be, oh, we want to lose 20 pounds in a month. Well, we only lost 30 pounds since last. And we're happy as long as we're not going back to that 30 pounds. If we can stay within a four or five pounds and then go some more. Okay. My question to that is, what's going to be different this time than the previous times? Once I said, we're taking smaller. You know, if we only lost 30 pounds in a year, you know, we're not okay. saying that's all we lost. Now we're just saying, hey, we st- we're still down 30 pounds. Even so though you're we changing might your numbers, We're your not goals. being hardcore about eating this much and weighing this much and weighing this much. We're like, okay... I was doing um, intermittent fasting where you eat from 12 okay. to 8. My, my endocrinologist, the person I go to for knows that I don't have a thyroid for my cancer, she said, just try this. And it was working for me. you know. And I don't eat much at a time, so if I just eat those meals, two meals, and have a small sta- snack in the evening, it seemed to work. I wasn't so focused on, okay, this many ounces or this many or this many. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, I don't. I can't honestly imagine myself weighing my food the rest of my See, life. See, now I'm the opposite. I the only way it works for me is if I actually do. I was doing the fitness pal and weighing. Okay. Yeah. okay. So then, you know, I was at the hospital with this thing. So that, of course you can't eat with stuff there, and then you get off track when this birthday, her birthday and anniversary was just this past. Twenty nine. <laughs> Our son's birthday was so you know 
we just now Thanksgiving. So after Thanksgiving, we're we're getting back on track on Friday. Again. Yeah. So hopefully, they ain't up too much. Does it ever get old? Yes. You get when you sit beside a person that that is skinny and is eating all this food. Yeah. You say, how does why, why does that happen? You know what I mean? Why can they eat all this stuff? Genetics. And I yeah, that's well. I'm at work. I'm be. eating this. Break time, I eat a stinking yogurt and a banana or a piece of fruit or something. While everybody's over to the snack machines getting cupcakes and everything else, and they're skinny as a rail. That's what pisses me off. But, and the other thing is, by eating healthy, most, I mean, I eat too much, then I still gain some, but my cholesterol, my blood pressure, all my numbers are perfect. My doctor even said, I can't believe somebody your age with those numbers that you have. That's awesome. So it is working. Yeah. I'm just sitting here looking at you two, and you're talking about. <laughs> Remember the time we used to go in your living room and do Richard Simmons? Yes. I love Richard. <laughs> the three of us you used to. You still have the tapes down there. I still have them. The three of us would do it in your living room. Like, we tried everything, and we were, like, really doing good. We were a great sports We've got system. the DVDs now. Yeah, it just made me laugh to sit here thinking about the times we were in your living room doing Richard Simmons. Oh, good times. Anything else? No, I just, I love having conversations like this. This is, it's life. It's it intrigues me. It's, it's interesting. I like, I, that's why I really like doing these podcasts. So I appreciate you guys coming on and talking about it. Hopefully you had no fear of judgment from us because we obviously don't judge. So I hope you guys didn't feel any, I'm glad you didn't, but yeah, I, I appreciate you guys coming on. Yeah. Thank you. So, Bonnie so, was so, nervous. Yeah. I hounded her for a couple of weeks. She wasn't going to come on and I, I don't hound people when they don't come on. But when she gave me the excuse why she wasn't coming on, then I wasn't going to let her go. <laughs> she sent me a message and said she fell off the wagon and she couldn't do it right now. I'm like, that's the reason you need to do it. And then after my weekend, I called her and I'm like, I text her. I said, you're going to do it or not because I'm doing it. Like, I knew I needed to talk about it, like, because it was a terrible situation for me this weekend. So I do appreciate you guys coming. Thanks, Steve, because he wasn't going to talk. And. We always say the people that aren't going to talk, they join in. It's really fun. Like, it's mm -hmm. it's not as stressful as people think it is when we get here. I just and I just appreciate this podcast. I just It has educated me beyond what you can imagine. Good. I mean, I, because I was that stigma person with drugs and everything. And, and I just want people to understand that we don't want to be this way. We're, we're just trying to figure out what works and what doesn't work and maybe as people we can work together to accomplish the goal you know you can help me i can help you yep. because we're not perfect i'm not skinny and i don't know if i'll ever be skinny but i just need to look at food differently but to your counselor's point we have to dig why we choose that food. absolutely and so that's that's where we got to go like we can say we have food addiction and, and you know dylan says like what makes you what how are you going to change this time we're not changing until we deal with what is the reason why we do eat what we eat so we've got to figure that out and that's reflecting on yourself we got and find that's tough we got to find happiness yep in other things and not food. Absolutely. Okay, thank you.